Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. Something Positive for Positive People is a lot of different things. I don't even want to try and lock it into being one thing. Um, I'm sort of doing a little time travel here. So if you're someone who's listening to the podcast in the order in which um, it appears numerically on your podcast player, you're getting a glimpse of the future. It is 2022. And <laughs> the episodes that you'll hear surrounding this are pre-pandemic uh, for sure. Uh, but this is just me coming and checking in in regards to uh, just with you. Um, if you have been listening in order, know that you don't have to. First off, you can just look at what titles really appeal to you and then go from there. Because where you may be really struggling with disclosing one day, uh, you may struggle with uh, just seeking support another day or maybe just managing the symptoms of herpes. So I invite you to just scroll through the episode titles and see what calls to you and then go from there. Uh, I encourage people to reach out to me uh, over Instagram. I am at H on my chest. And uh, again, like for wherever you are in your journey of listening to this podcast, know that the resources get better in the later episodes for sure. It is we're in the month of March. And so the episodes that are being released now are going to be around discordant dating. So you can fast forward to uh, the episodes that were released in March, I believe, uh, starting with episode 220 is where you'll start to hear from people who date people who are living with herpes. And this is important because as someone who has herpes, listening to a person speak to their decision making around deciding to move forward with someone who has herpes when they themselves either don't have it, don't know that they have it or not. Uh, they're making decisions that are generally outside the scope of what a person who has herpes would be able to comprehend early on in their diagnosis, just because you may have little to no experience with dating with disclosing or with even your own feelings of your diagnosis. So I hope that all of the resources that you come across on something positive for positive people are useful. Um, and I think that that's going to be great as of right now. Episode 99 on integrative disclosure is the most popular something positive for positive people podcast episodes because you learn how to disclose your herpes status to a partner in a way that incorporates wholeness of you and them in a conversational way. This isn't just dialogue being exchanged um, between, oh, I have herpes. And then you wait and hear from the other person on what, how they're going to respond. Like, are they going to say, okay, like I still want to have sex with you or what? And we leave out the part where we ask about the other person's STI status, right? So going into these interactions, there can often be a general fear of rejection for disclosing your status. And I'm at a point now where having spoke to, having spoken to so many people who are living with herpes, I'm learning that the rejection is not always about the herpes. Um, hearing from people who've invested energy into first date, second date, uh, texting, sexting, and really just putting yourself in a vulnerable position to get to know someone only for them to decide no thanks. 
that's not exclusively in regards to herpes. You know, you have to look at a person moving forward with you or even when you're moving forward with another person. Are you capable of and ready to be the kind of person that you have to be in order to be with this other person? That's really what the question is that you should be asking yourself. If I, I, I'm non-monogamous, right? And I've been in relationships where non-monogamy was like on the table verbally, but then non-verbally, I get cues that maybe this isn't something that's okay. So I then having to have brought that up to the table in the past and be like, hey, you know, you're saying one thing, you're doing something else and then get yelled at because <laughs> I'm supposed to just, no, I told you one thing. Stop assuming it's something else. And then that ended up backfiring me on me later, as you'll probably find out as you listen to more episodes. Um, I learned that I have to make the decision in relationships on whether or not I am capable of being who the other person needs me to be for them. Uh, In relationships in the past, I personally have struggled with enmeshment. And enmeshment is where uh, essentially you sort of fall into this sort of codependency, if you will, with a partner, where you become less of yourself and more of who you think they need you to be. And that comes at the expense of you being who you should be and who you really are. So having just learned that and having had the life experiences that I've had, um, I not at this point, but like here we are in 2022. I'm on my ninth year of my herpes diagnosis. Like I said, you're you're traveling to the future if you're listening to this podcast in order. Uh, And I've come to learn, you know, that. That's something that's important to me. It's important for me to have and maintain this sort of fluidity in my relationship. So is that something that's important to you? Is it important that a partner be close? Is it important that a partner see you multiple times a week? Um, Is a certain income level important because you have a lifestyle that warrants lots of travel and um, is, is food important? Do you have any sort of dietary restrictions? Are you vegan? And is the other person just not caring about uh, the same values that you hold dear to you as a vegan? These are all things that we don't really take into consideration as we speak to our fear around sharing our herpes status with another person, disclosing to them, and then experiencing the feelings of rejection. Because rejection is it's a matter of looking at who you are and deciding if you are able to maintain that person that way of being in an ongoing relationship with this other person and i think that a rejection is all is usually just a no it's a no i don't want to be the person that i need to be in order for us to have a relationship and that should be perfectly fine because there's someone who is, there's someone who is willing to be that person. There's someone who is willing to learn. There's someone who is willing to make whatever necessary adjustments to have a healthy relationship dynamic. Um, I can't tell you how many 
times I hear from people who are allowing for themselves to be in unhealthy relationship dynamics simply because of either this diagnosis or because they're more afraid of discovering who they are aside from their identity with a partner. Now, you'll hear this later on in the podcast that sexual health is mental health. And what I mean by that is um, when we receive an STI diagnosis, um, herpes specifically, that's a permanent incurable STI at this point in time. It is not curable. It is treatable. It is manageable as all STIs are, sexually transmitted infections. And our identities are so interconnected with our sexuality that 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 diagnosis just seems like a meteor comes crashing in and it just shatters it. It shatters our identity. It shatters who we are. It shatters who we think we are. It shatters our self-image. However, we get the privilege, the honor of being able to piece together who we are once again. We get to rebrand ourselves almost. The opportunity to reflect and look at who you are as it relates to rejection, because I mean, even for me, I've been doing this for five years at this point in time, you know, 2022 again. And the five years of me interviewing people, podcasting, having conversations about various topics in the realm of sexual health, sex, sexual um, relationships, it's really come down to just creating an understanding that who we are is who we choose to be. And so often we let something as simple as, uh, you know, our, our challenges in finding someone who's compatible with us because they accept our herpes status, our positive herpes status, right? And that's not what it should be about. There are so many more things that play a role in whether or not someone wants to be with us. And we don't even even ask ourselves, do we want to be with them? Having been locked in so hard to, oh, I hope this person is not a jerk about my herpes status. Them not being a jerk about your herpes status, is that the threshold? That's the standard? That's the expectation of what it's like to date you? You know, if you can if you can get through this, you can get through anything. I don't believe that. I really don't. I genuinely do not believe that, nor do I want to believe that about anybody. And I really would like for people to understand that. Like, I want for you to see that for yourself. Look at yourself. Look at yourself and, and present yourself the way that you see you. Don't present yourself in the way you want others to see you and perceive you. Because you're setting yourself up for a different kind of rejection. And that's a self-rejection. To make yourself someone that you're not exclusively for the sake of being what you think someone else wants you to be. You're rejecting who you are. That's not sustainable. You can't hold on to that. You're going to get tired. You're going to get exhausted. Nobody wants to deal with someone, be with someone who is not just comfortable with in themselves or being who they are. And it's an unfortunate part of this process to navigate rejection. But in other ways, what other ways have you experienced rejection? In what other ways have you rejected others? These are two things to look at. 
right? How often has someone asked you to do something and you've been like, no? Or if you know, you're you're someone who is attractive and you get hit on and you're not interested in the person who's hitting on you. No, that doesn't have anything to do with HSV. That may not even have anything to do with their physical appearance. It could just be with how you're feeling that day. Maybe you're tired of getting compliments. Maybe you're tired of hearing about your appearance and you're just wanting something that's not that. But you're still rejecting. Right. How do you begin to reframe whatever your narrative is in regards to rejection? There are a number of ways to do this. And as you continue to listen to the podcast, you'll find these ways. But again, man, this is just a check in. This is exclusively a check in. I'm coming back here on to this episode number um, to just get you to. Consider that as you move forward. Consider the fact that your relationship with rejection is something that's worth exploring. How do you reject others? How do you experience rejection from others? And when you do reject someone, you would be able to probably identify, oh, I was just feeling this way or this is why I didn't like that person or something was off. Understand that that's the same thing that's going through other people's minds. We can empathize. We can we can put ourselves in a position and be like, oh, you know, now that I think about it, I don't believe that insert whatever statement situation. Right. Because I, I genuinely I genuinely do believe that if a person is resistant to, you know, just further getting to know someone that they claim to have interest in, it's it's like they're taking care of themselves. They have their own boundaries. You know, they they may not always know what those boundaries are, but if it's someone who doesn't know, wouldn't you rather know that that person doesn't know what their boundaries are so that you can disengage? Because you don't want to be the person that they learn themselves through. You know, what if they're on the fence about it and they just say yes because they're nice and then you realize you don't even like this person. And then who's to say, you know, maybe that person does end up having physical symptoms of herpes. And now you're feeling guilt ridden and in a relationship for a long period of time, tolerating abuse, perhaps, or even being abusive to that person just out of resentment. So it's important that we have our self image in mind, that we know who we are prior to going into a situation where we're presenting ourselves an opportunity to experience rejection. And even then, you know, ask yourself, do I have it in me? Do I want to? Am I willing to be the kind of person that I need to be in order to maintain a relationship with this other person? Because more often than not, the answer is no. (laughs) I'm going to be completely honest because we should be able to just be who we are and find ourselves gravitating toward people. And I had to learn this the hard way. I'm the kind of person who in um, healthy relationships I have my autonomy, I have my independence, and I can pour into myself. And the relationships that I have are supportive in that. They're not taking, there's nothing that's needed from me in a sense of, oh my God, like I can't give to myself right now. I need to be able to support so-and-so. Like I have to be there for them. I have to compliment that person with my presence. We have our own presence. And we have to be present with that as well. 
So um, again, just checking in here. I hope that you are getting what it is that you need from listening to the podcast. And if you're not, feel free to reach out. I'm uh, H on my chest on Instagram. There's this new thing out called TikTok. I have an account on there and it's uh, underscores in between each syllable. So H underscore on underscore my underscore chest. Uh, I'm on TikTok and I think those are going to be the two that I'm most active on and working towards uh, developing. And of course, this podcast, you can email me to Courtney at SPFPP.org. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, reach out, please. I'm always happy to interview people and uh, it's a healing experience for everybody involved. I get my perspective expanded. This space has one more story on it that people can perhaps relate to. Um, yeah, I, I, I really do. I really do hope that you're getting what you need out of this. And I would love to hear from you. You can also donate because now Something Positive for Positive People is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And I'm really working toward just um, focusing on the suicide prevention efforts. Yes, we are still a herpes uh, education and sexual health communication resource. I have partnerships with um, or relationships. Let me say that I have relationships with people who uh, are going to collaborate and have been collaborating in order to provide our community with more of the resources that we say we need. I mean, uh, you'll hear this later, too. We are the resource. Those of us who are living with STIs, and it's a matter of creating this safe space where we can feel empowered to share our experiences in a way that will become useful to dissolving stigma within ourselves and creating allies among our support groups, our support communities. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for all of that. So you can um, donate. You can become a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash SPFPP. Um, if you're out of the United States, if you're not here in the United States, then paypal.com slash SPFPP. They convert the funds over or you can use Venmo or Cash App. I'm just Courtney Brain. No special characters. Just my name, Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, B as in boy, R-A-M as in Mary, E. So Courtney Brame on Venmo and Cash App if you want to donate. And there's also yoga classes. I put the free ones up online. If you take those and you feel compelled to donate, please do. Uh, Otherwise, you'll be able to see how to access the yoga classes. Unfortunately, some social media isn't, you know, doing much of anything for me outside of if I don't post a TikTok or reel. Again, this is something that you'll learn about later Um, if, (laughs) if you're not already on the bandwagon with that. Uh, so yeah, it's been hard to get my content out lately. So I just wanted to make sure that, uh, the podcast and the website are as useful as they can be. So if there's something that you're looking for right now, you're listening to this and you haven't found that thing, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and let me know. And I will be as supportive as I can in doing that. All right. Till next time, stay sex positive.